1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to the March 25th, the Elite Eight episode of the Bacon Bets podcast. Better late than never. I was hoping to get this episode out this morning. I slept in. Sue me. Uh, By the time this is going to come out, you got about probably three hours until uh, the first game of the Elite Eight tips off. So hopefully you're listening to this early or you'll just get my picks for tomorrow's two games. Uh, My mistake. Uh, Very busy lately. Wasn't able to get up early on a Saturday to record it. But better late than never. Four picks for the four games for the Elite 8, I went 4 and 4 in the Sweet 16 and even split. Let's see if we can do a little bit better here in the Elite 8. Let's at least let's aim for 3 and 0 or 3 and 1. Let's hope for 4 and 0, aim for 3 and 1 and let's stick to one of those two results. So let's start with the first Elite 8 game. Who would have thought? In the Elite 8 we'd be seeing the Florida Atlantic Owls against the Kansas State Wildcats. What an Elite 8 matchup we have here. What's Kansas State, a four seed or a five seed? I know Florida Atlantic's a nine seed. Are we going to see a nine seed in the final four? I think we are. Give me the Owls. Woo-hoo, woo-hoo, woo-hoo. You know, usually when you see a higher seed or a lower seed, whichever way you look at it, uh, uh, like a dark horse Cinderella run team. Usually when you look at at their stats that the usually what happens is they're playing better than they usually play in the tournament And that's how they go in a little bit of a run. We saw it with st Peter's their Stats in the tournament compared to their season average stats were wildly better Um, And then eventually we see regression to the mean from these types of teams and then it usually falls apart at sweet 16 elite eight area What has actually surprised me about florida atlantic and the reason why I like them in this matchup is they've actually played worse so far this tournament uh, at least offensively than they did throughout the season for example let's look at effective field goal percentage in the ncaa tournament florida atlantic has an effective field goal percentage of 47 percent. that is 7.3 percent lower than their season average worse than their season average and kansas state is actually the opposite even though they're a better seed kansas state uh, has been playing way better than their season averages Offensively, both teams, I will say defensively, they're playing right around their season averages. Nothing too out of the ordinary. But Florida Atlantic has been playing much worse offensively. Kansas State has been playing much better. Kansas State's effective field goal percentage this tournament, 59.9%. That is 7.7% higher than their season average. So right around now at this uh, part of the tournament, usually what I look at is I look at for teams who are playing above or below their expected output. And then I bet on regression to the mean. So even though Florida Atlantic's the underdog, even though they're the worst seed, uh, they are the team who should have an advantage if these two teams regress to their season-long means. Um, Florida Atlantic should should actually start shooting better than, than they have through the first three games of the tournament. And I expect some regression from Kansas State with their shooting. So for that reason, I'm going to back the Owls. Also, how fun is it is it to back the Owls? Woo-woo! Woo-woo! Florida Atlantic, FAU plus one and a half for the first game in the Elite Eight. Set to tip off, and as of when I'm recording this right now, about four hours' time. About four hours and 20 minutes. Uh, next Elite Eight game for Saturday night, UConn-Gonzaga. If you've been listening to this podcast, you should know by now that I'm going to go with UConn. I've been riding them all season. I rode with them in the Big East Tournament even though that didn't last too long. Uh, I have a future on them. I think it's 25-1 to for them to win the NCAA tournament, so they are the team I'm cheering for for the rest of the way out. Uh, I think the rest of my futures are gone. Yep. No, I bet on Texas. I do have a Texas bet. I forget the odds. I actually might have bet Texas last week. Um, So I do have a Texas bet, and I have a UConn bet. The other bet's Arizona, obviously lost first round. UCLA lost to Gonzaga, and Tennessee lost to Florida Atlantic. So um, in terms of payout, UConn would be my preferred winner of the tournament i'm going to ride them here in this spot as well and it's the same thing that i've been saying with gonzaga um that i wouldn't have to repeat today if ucla didn't have a complete offensive meltdown in the second half against gonzaga uh, but gonzaga's defense is going to come back to haunt them at some point i know i think it's going to be this matchup here let's compare some defensive numbers between these two teams defensive efficiency yukon 13th gonzaga 176th opponent effective field goal percentage Yukon 10th, Gonzaga 235th in shooting defense. Uh Yukon is a three-point shooting team. I think they rank around 60th, 70th in three-point shot rate. Uh and Gonzaga is 258th in the country in opponent three-point field goal percentage. Their perimeter defense has been terrible this season. And Gonzaga is a two-point shooting team. And now they take on a UConn team that's 14th in opponent two-point field goal percentage. Keeping teams are shooting just 45% from down low against them. So stylistic matchup. The advantage goes to UConn. Gonzaga does not have the defense to hang with him. They were lucky to get by UCLA. Um, I'm surprised the spread is only two and a half points. Give me the Huskies. Minus two and a half against Gonzaga. Moving on, another one that uh, you shouldn't be surprised that I'm on here. This is the first game that will take place on Sunday. I'll take the Blue Jays from Creighton, minus one and a half against San Diego State University. I will continue to fade San Diego State. Call me stubborn. Call me whatever you want. But I don't believe a Mountain West team can make the Final Four. Uh, To be fair, I didn't think a Mountain West team would make the Elite Eight, and they did. But here we are. Alabama, I don't think San Diego State won that game. And maybe I'm just being biased. Maybe I'm not being fair to San Diego State. But I, don't, I think Alabama lost that game. I don't think San Diego State won it. I think sometimes teams have an F, F minus game, and that was an F, F minus game for Alabama. They shot what, uh, like twelve percent uh, from three point land. Now, was that San Diego State's perimeter defense, or was that Alabama just having a bad shooting day?
0: What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas?
1: From three-point field goal range. Um, ESPN with their autoplay videos on their websites. Kill me. They went three for 27 from three-point. Oh! Even if... Even, like, you can't credit San Diego State solely for that. Even if they did have a good game defensively. Good defense doesn't make teams shoot 11% from three. But that is the risk. And I've always said that. That's the risk about teams who are largely three point shooting teams in the tournament is it's hard to stay hot from three for what six consecutive games. Sometimes they're going to have one in one of those games, they're going to have a bad shooting game and it kills you. Uh, so yeah, still I do not trust in San Diego state and it seems to be uh, the teams that are still alive in the elite eight are good shooting teams. That seems to be the difference maker in this tournament is being able to shoot the basketball Obviously, having good defense is a nice compliment for that. But being good, uh, ranking high in effective field goal percentage seems to be the difference maker. And I'll actually tell you where each team ranks in effective field goal percentage of the eight remaining teams. Gonzaga, first in the country in effective field goal percentage. Miami, 23rd. Creighton, 24th. Florida Atlantic, 26th. UConn, 29th. Texas, 49th. Kansas State, 82nd. San Diego State, 211th so six of the final eight teams rank inside the top 15 effective field goal percentage Kansas State then comes in at 82nd and then you have San Diego State the Aztecs all the way down at 211th in effective field goal percentage I can't bet on a team who just can't shoot the basketball 49.9% 49.9% is their effective field goal percentage. Well below the rest of the teams in the tournament. That is going to come back to haunt them at one point or another. And I think it's going to come back to haunt them against Creighton. So I'll take the Blue Jays minus one and a half, which leaves me with my last pick here. And I don't have a ton of stats to back this up. But I'm going to I'm gonna take Texas minus four here against Miami. All tournament, I've been saying Texas. I think the best two teams left are Texas and UConn. And I believe they would meet in the final four if They both win the final four game between UConn and Texas is the true championship game, in my opinion. Texas is deep. They're athletic. They have no holes. They can shoot the three. They can shoot it down low. They can do everything against you. They can play good defense. They can force turnovers. They don't don't cough up the ball themselves. They are strong in every facet of the game. I think Miami, much like Gonzaga, they have defensive issues that will come back to haunt them. Let's look at defensive efficiency numbers. Texas 23rd, Miami 185th. Now Miami's shooting has carried them, but Texas, Texas can match them with their shooting. 23rd, Miami's an effective field goal percentage. Texas 49th. But then defensively, Texas is leagues above them. Now one advantage that Miami had over Houston... And it seems to be the issue that has cost Houston a lot and has even cost Gonzaga over the past decade is that these teams who come from weaker conferences, it's like they, they face some adversity against a strong team in the tournament and they fall apart. That's what happened to Houston. That's what happens to Gonzaga year after year. That's not going to be the case with Texas. Texas is the Big 12 champion. Texas was the champion of the best college basketball conference in the country. Uh, Miami will not have a strength of schedule advantage over them. I don't know if they faced a team as good as Texas this entire year. Outside of maybe Houston, but obviously arguments can be made there. I think Texas runs away with this one. They just beat up on Xavier. I expect a very similar result. Against a team that actually I think is, I think Xavier is a very similar team stylistically to Miami as well. They're a team that is a good shooting team, plays average to below average defense. The majority of their shots come from down low, just like Xavier. And Texas beat the living shit out of them. Minus four, I have no problem laying four points on the Texas Longhorns. Give me Texas, minus four. And once again, I'm realizing uh, I'm betting on a lot of favorites. In the Sweet 16 of the eight games, I bet on seven favorites. Four Elite Eight games, I'm betting on three favorites. So just to recap my picks, I'm on Florida Atlantic plus one and a half against Kansas State. I think some regression to the mean for Florida Atlantic will actually help them. I think they're actually going to shoot really well this game. UConn minus two and a half against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's defense is going to cost them by far the worst defensive team left so far in the Elite Eight. Creighton minus one and a half against San Diego State. By far the worst shooting team left in the Elite Eight. San Diego State, and then Texas minus four against Miami. More of a bet on Texas than there's a bet against Miami. I think Texas. I even think Texas. Texas and UConn. I I I hope they get matched up because that will be that'll be a fascinating game. So there you have it better late than never these are my four bets uh for the elite eight games starting tonight and into tomorrow uh best of luck with all your bets gamble or bless please like this video subscribe to the youtube channel uh rate and review the um audio version of it if you're listening to this on spotify or apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to it thank you all so much we'll be back next week sometime early in the week i'll be releasing an episode which will be my mlb season preview Uh, because if you didn't know MLB starts next week I think Thursday I think MLB starts next week exciting stuff so I'm going to come out with a season preview either on Sunday or either on Monday or on Tuesday uh, breaking down my predictions for the MLB season and some of my best futures bets so keep an eye out for that Uh, thank you all for listening I'll talk to you then
0: what's so special about hero bread soft fluffy and delicious breads buns and tortillas